Don't you do it. <laughs> Don't you do it. <laughs> welcome, welcome to all. We are the A&K Sports Show, your weekly show that is hosted by a couple that for sure share one thing in common, and that would be our love for all things sports. We promise to let you inside of our sports minds and lives as we deliver the news and our hot takes from this week's past games and all things relative to sports. I am one of your lovely hosts, Alina, aka oh, give me a hand clap. aka Lena Lean, Lee Lee, Lena, and my other host. He's sitting right over there. Tell him who you are. I'm KC in the one, two, three in the place to be. Yes, siree. Oh, another line. Yes, you already know. All right. On phonem. I have no idea what that means. I, I don't even know say. what you said. On phonem. Oh, like on four? Like on four? It's See, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm dating myself. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> on four of them? On phonem. On phonem. Um, on phonem. Yeah. Welcome back to the NK Sports Show, episode 68. We got a nice jam-packed show for you guys. Before we get started, you see that question down below? I'm going to read it out for you for those who can't read. Uh, who has <laughs> who, who ha- are not able to read it? Maybe who you know what that sound like? What? Like you calling our uh, listeners illiterate for those I that did. can't read? <laughs> what? It's a joke. Is I know our listeners are oh very literate. So okay. Um, who has won the most national championship in men's college basketball? Please leave your answer down below. In the comment section on our social media, follow us on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram. We all know that. Facebook. Facebook. I, I we, we I, whoever old whoever over the age of thirty eight or thirty whatever, if you're on Facebook, you need to share this because hey, try to get it popping on Facebook. Anyway, this man said whoever over the age of thirty eight. So once you get over thirty eight, then you're old. No, just people tend to use Facebook more on the age. <laughs> I'm serious. I don't no, I understand it's just your choice of words right now. It's if you're over the age, it's funny. Certain age, 30, 35. I don't listen. I do not frequent Facebook personally. I use it for <laughs> the NK Sports Show, but personally, I don't frequent Facebook. But I use it for, you know, posting our videos. But anyway, I digress. Let's move right on along. Got a jam-packed show for you guys. Um, <clears throat> lots of lots of information we got. Not as packed as our live shows, which you should join us every Wednesday. Um, we had talks. We always start off with the NFL as we usually do. <coughs> big moves, big moves, big moves. The biggest move or the biggest speculative move? Did I say the right speculative move? The biggest speculative move is. Mr. Aaron Rodgers is supposed to be traded to the Jets. Now, the Packers have authorized Mr. Rodgers. Well, Mr. Rodgers' neighborhood. I don't know. (laughs) They have authorized talks between him and the Jets. Um, So, the conversation between the Green Bay Packers and the quarterback Aaron Rodgers regarding the potential 
Four-time MVP. You know, that's something I didn't even know. I didn't know he won four of them things. Really? I didn't know he won four of them things. I didn't either. I was shocked. I was like, four? I had to verify that. I was like, yeah, I didn't win four. Like, where was I at with the first two? <laughs> no. I was like, I know he won one back-to-back. I didn't think he won four. Like, I must have missed it because I was like, all right. But that, okay. I can see why at 39 they still trying to come at them for MVPs. All right, go ahead, Aaron Rodgers. All right, so a, con, um, a contingent of Jet teams official included owner Woody, Woody Johnson, general manager Joe Douglas, head coach Robert Silla, and offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett flew to California on Tuesday to meet in person with Rodgers. Now, when you, when all those people fly to go see you, I think it's about a done deal. I don't see the owner, I don't see the head coach flying out to go see, waste time in California just to go see a player. Well, it's not a done deal until Aaron Rodgers signed on the dotted line. I think they are. They they so they, they trying to up. put all their eggs into that basket. Like, hey, we showing you, we want you. Come yes, on. and it'd be a nice. It'd be a nice little, you know, gift to. Go off with the Jets in New York, you know what I'm saying? Like, New York is a big market. That's a great market to be in, especially the Jets. But when I think of the Jets, yeah, they I'm not like, they the not a Jets, sexy team. The Jets, Ugh. it's not a sexy team by by no means. But you do got people who are willing to willing to fight for you. And three Jets have decided to go on Insta- uh, Twitter or wherever I got this video from. And, you know, do some more recruiting of Aaron Rodgers. That ain't including us. Here we go. If A-Rod was on, was on the offensive side of the ball, man. This is Sauce Garner. Handing you the ball off, throwing you them swing routes. And the wide receiver. They're going to open it up for me. Garrett Wilson. They're going to be scared of them. Boom, hand me oh, I forgot the, the running back's name. Super Bowl. That's easy. Yeah. How would you feel getting them docked, though? Man, I just know it's going to be precise. Okay. The main thing I think about when I think about A-Rod. So. <laughs> precise. Gotta go. Bring the cheese, y'all. Hey, I need this touch, bro. I need to touch you. I need to touch. Hey, hey, I need your. Hey, I need to touch. The touch of the Burn cheese. Burn the cheese. Hey, when this going in, this motherfucker going to turn the cheese sauce. <laughs> Cut the Come cheese. On. Talking about this going to turn into cheese oh. sauce. Cheese sauce sounds yeah. good. Non-dairy cheese sauce. Yes, non-dairy cheese sauce. Yes, gone, cheese sauce. Vegan life. Ain't yeah. nothing we can do it. Look at the cheese. It's melting. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's turning into cheese sauce, bro. Look. It's turning into cheese sauce, though. Oh, bro, y'all see that? It's really turning into cheese sauce, man. It ain't even there no more. We should have got some s'mores, for real. We, we should have got some s'mores. Well, hey, some s'mores. Lena no, s'mores. I don't want no s'mores. Lena wants some s'mores. No, I don't want no s'mores. She I said s'mores. it earlier. He shot it down. He said I was 10 years old. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yep. Sure did. I sure did. Anywho, uh, <laughs> what's funny, ironically, ironically, the situation is similar to what happened to Brett Favre, who played 16 seasons in Green Bay and decided to move away from Green Bay. And the team he went to was the New York Jets. So the New York Jets just have a... You know, have a habit of thing for old quarterbacks. Yeah, they, the you know they like to get vintage quarterbacks. You know, ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, get them at a cheaper price. I mean, you still got to trade for them. So I, I don't know what the price tag would be. Um, I'm pretty sure the Jets would probably ask for, or no, the the Packers would probably ask for their first round draft pick. 
And, you know, position-wise, draft pick-wise, the Jets have probably a middle a middle, middle ground as far as position because they went like 7 and 9 or what was it? No, I don't know. It was like 7 and 10 or 8 and, eight and 9. One of those two records, it was in the middle of the pack. So they're like in the middle for uh, draft position. So it really wouldn't make a difference. But I can um, honestly say that would be a good pickup for the Jets. But here's one thing that people tend to forget about. The Jets still have their quarterback, Zach Wilson. They still have Zach Wilson. And nobody nobody is really kind of harped on that, that Zach Wilson, who was a former first-round draft pick, from, I think, 2021, who I said, personally, wasn't worth that pick from BYU. Nobody listened. And this is what happens. <laughs> Two years in, and you're already throwing him out the window. Like, come on, man. I said, why do you... Why does New York make notoriously bad draft picks? It's like it's a hit or miss. They make they are known for making notoriously bad draft picks. Nobody was checking for Zach Wilson. Nobody. All of a sudden, he just pops up and said, oh, he's a top number one draft. How, Sway? How? <laughs> How is that even possible? Who is this guy? No, he's not even playing in a competitive conference. Well, he was must have put up some very good numbers. And they... Babe, I can put up good numbers in the conference he was in. College-wise. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. That, that is just dumb. I don't know what these scouts are looking at. It's like he's not. Bro, anyway, I, 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 I said it once. I said it again. I'm saying it again. Look at you. Look at you guys. Mm. And I bet if I'm Zach Wilson, I'm going to be like, bro, like, I'm still here, brother. Like, they'll put a chip on my yeah. shoulder. But, I mean, Aaron Rodgers probably won't be there that long. He so won't. But it's still I like. I see him doing a Tom Brady. It's still a slap in the face. Yeah. It's a slap in the face twice because not only are you looking at another quarterback, but you had another quarterback up here and Derek Carr, and you guys, the Jets are real. They're real greaseballs because let me tell you why. Y'all had Derek Carr. Y'all played up in Derek Carr's face, even though I already don't think too much of Derek Carr <laughs> as a quarterback. But y'all sat there and played up in his face, talking about some we're real interested in you. Whole time you over there courting Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And then Derek Carr was like, I ain't playing with y'all no more. I'm going to the Saints. I'm going to go get me some jambalaya, a po' boy. <laughs> a beignet. A beignet. Go down to, uh, uh, what is that, the French Quarter. Mm-hmm. Go get me some beads and just kick it. I think Mardi, what, what, Mardi Gras just passed. Right? I'm gonna say yeah, it was just recently. I've never been to Mardi Gras. I I've am, been man. down to the French Quarter, but I was in college and it was on like when I was on the bowling team. So I haven't gotten like the for real, yeah, grown experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what you gonna do when them green beads come out? Just put them on. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Just put them on. Just put them on. That's it. Just okay. put them on. All right. Yeah, that's a good answer. Of course it it's is. It's a great answer. No, nah, I'm going to do something else. Nah. 
You had to answer right the first time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Throw them beats. Nah, nah. <laughs> I'm catching them. If I'm there, I'm... What? What? Mm, give me them beats. Mm-mm. We ain't doing that. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, I mean, I think this is good for the Jets. I, if Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets, I, they'll be pretty competitive in that division where you got the Dolphins who are on their last leg. You got the Patriots who are in the rebuilding mode and um, the Bills who – I don't know what the Bills are doing. I mean, they got a decent team. Even though they they're probably gonna lose a a, a third of their defense, mm. they still got a decent team. Josh Allen, even though he's overhyped, he's still the quarterback that can get you ten wins a season. Mm-hmm. Probably not gonna do too much in the playoffs, but he get you ten wins. <laughs> Man, be in the vote for the MVP, even though he ain't gonna win it. That's hate, right? That's big hate. You always hating. Yeah, I know that's big. That's hate. fine. All right, moving right along. Um. I got Lamar Jackson, not too much news, but just to kind of touch back on that. There's been a lot of, lot of, lot of reports out a lot about why people think Lamar Jackson is not getting picked up. I said early in in our live show, Wednesday morning, Wednesday evenings, check it out. Um, I said that he gets hurt and he's not a true pocket passer. And I say he don't have to be a true pocket passer. I'm getting sick of this traditional quarterback. That's not what he is. They know who they hired when they got him. And, yes, he gets injured, and so do other uh, quarterbacks. This man has won an MVP. And he'd be putting the team on his back. If it wasn't for him, I don't know where the Ravens would be at this point. So it's two things that I can – it's two things that I – it's a pro and a con to Lamar Jackson, right? The pro is that, yes, he's an athlete. I mean, yes, he's put the team on his back. Yes, also, Baltimore have, haven't given this man the weapons as he needed. Exactly. So how you expect the man to sit in the pocket and throw like I'm Tom Brady? Right. I agree with that. But at the same time – the injury thing is, okay, so I give you the weapons. I give you the weapons. Can you sit back and be a pocket passer? Can you sit back and, and just pick the – we don't know. We don't – but that's not his game. He don't just sit in the pocket. But we do know that he's in good company. Go ahead. How about that? Go ahead. What, what you got? Yeah, because you couldn't say nothing when they showed this little interesting stat, y'all. So the – um, who was it? It was the Hard Rock Sports Book put out on Twitter this very interesting stat in regards to Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. And he is in company with Patrick Mahomes, Dan Marino, Aaron Rodgers, and Deshaun Watson. And this particular stat is that these quarterbacks in NFL history have a 96-plus passer rating and a hundred yards or a hundred plus passing touchdowns in their first 61 starts. How about that? Okay. How about that? Tom Brady, not even in that company. We got Patty Mahomes, Dan Marino, Aaron Rodgers. That's good company. Kudos for all that. Mm -hmm. What have you done for me lately? 
what have you done for me lately? He just won MVP a couple of years ago. It wasn't that far gone. It's not like it was ten years ago. I hey, get well, it. he ain't been in the league that long, but I get it. But still, talking about what have you done for me lately? That's what he need to be asking them. What have you done for me lately? Well, I may I, not be able to give you everything that I can give you because I don't have all the pieces that I need in order to get there. How about work, that? Make it work. Hey, li- listen, I'm gonna tell you this. Talking about some make it work. They ain't say that about Tom Brady. No, he got the pieces that he needed. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. Baltimore's, Pocket passer. Baltimore's culture is has never been set up or predicated on offense ever. Because I'm gonna tell you the reason why. The first championship they won, go check out that thirty for thirty. Greatest defensive team ever, in my in my opinion. Greatest defensive team. This is back when the NFL was raw and rugged. Yeah. Ray Lewis, Peter Bowler, um, Chris McAllister, the list goes on and on. Tony Saragusa, bro, come on, are you serious? I get that, but that's the thing. If y'all so defensive minded, where's this top defense at? That's what they no. That's what they got Roquan Smith for. They traded, or I think they either traded or whatever happened. They got him from the Bears. They paid him the money that he was looking for. I think he got a hundred million. The linebacker, and he made an instant impact on that defense. All I'm saying is, but they're not the number one defense in the NFL. They're not, but they okay. they still hold up. They still hold up when it comes to being a, a decent. Uh, I say a bend but don't break defense. They still are are one of those top. I ain't gonna say super echelon, but they're up there. And that's where Baltimore has won their championships. The first year, they won championships off defense. Second year. I mean, the second time they won another championship off of defense, Ed Reed and them. It's a new era. Maybe that should change because it's a more offensive era anyway. How about that? It is. It is. It is predicated towards offense now, and you. It's like getting with the times. And I hate referencing basketball. It's okay. But it's the ba- best thing. But basketball <laughs> is the same thing as I mean. You yeah, gotta change it's the times. Offensive minded. It's very offensive minded. Where these old school coaches are getting phased out, and you're not really, you know, what I'm saying like if you don't get with the times, your team isn't going to be up there with the mother teams. So same way with the NFL, defense does win championships, but offense is what people come to see. And that's what they want in the Super Bowl. They want high-powered offenses. Nobody want to see a Super Bowl with 7-10. <laughs> sure don't. Nobody want to see that. Yeah, this last Super Bowl, that was a good score. I forget what the score it's was. Like 35-38. Yeah. I can do 30s or high 20s. Yeah. I just don't want to see. I mean, I personally don't even want to see that. And I'm a defensive person. Like I like seeing low-scoring games where people getting snot bubbles knocked out of them. I like seeing that kind of stuff. Snot bubble? Yes, I like seeing that. You got a snot bubble knocked out of you before? I probably have. Ew. That's probably, you know, it's raining. Ew. You play out in the cold, you know, your nose is running. Somebody hit you right in your stomach. That's, and just not just come flying out your nose? Yeah, you hit, or you might hit somebody and you might just be snotting. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've never heard of this. Yeah, you might just be snotting. That's what it, that's what it be. Yeah, that's what I'm just saying. But, uh, yeah, Lamar Jackson... <sighs> man, I want you to get your money, fam. I do want you to get your money, but I don't know how 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 much money you gonna get at this point. Cause basically, what I have been hearing though is everybody saying that they don't want to 
pay guaranteed money. They don't want to start that mm. whole little that precedence. Yeah, precedence. Yeah, that whole thing right there. We mm. guaranteeing the whole contract. Okay, well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Good luck to you, fam. All right, moving to somebody who deserves to get some money, or supposedly to somebody who's a big hater, a Karen of the college football. I was gonna say deserve to get money. No, he don't. He got money. No, I ain't talking about who deserve. I'm not. I'm saying deserve. Lamar deserves to get some money versus a oh, hater oh, who gotcha. wants you, who wants to take the money away. Uh, Nick Saban recently went on a podcast with Stephen A. Uh, I forgot what the name of his podcast. No mercy. No mercy. Yeah, no mercy. Express some of his feelings on this NIL. And I think we're in year two of the NIL being a thing. It's crazy. Um, He expressed a preference for NFL-style model to play players, which includes a salary cap, free agency rules, a draft, and other (laughs) devices for dividing up the workforce among 32 different business-slash-teams in a fashion aimed at giving each one a fair shake. Nick Saban have several seats. Please have several seats. Let's play the clip. Actually, let's just play the clip. You you make the determination from that because he just sounds like a hater. That includes football to be. Mm. Um, then the best teams are going to be the teams that have the most money to spend on. We don't have a salary cap, so it's not equal for everybody. It's not like the NFL. I would much rather see us adopt the NFL model than be where we are right now. And mm. pay the players, and they can become employees, which a lot of people in college are. That that's not the the sort of what college football or amateur sports are supposed to be. I like your facial But I'd rather see that than to be where we are now, where no one has a contract. You can leave whenever you want. He hate that. Uh, and we we can actually create an institution that can pay you to play for our school. Mm. And um, I, I asked the question then, and I'll ask you now, is that what we want college football to become? I don't think that's what we want college football to become because I think that's going to weed out a whole bunch of colleges throughout. Okay. So, you hear what he said straight from the horse's mouth, straight from the Karen's mouth. Because right now, Nick Saban, you're looking like a Karen right now, man. Like, come on, fam. Let these kids get their money. It's so funny because the first – well, not the first thing, but in the clip that you just showed, that first part, he's just talking about, you know, it's going to be based off of who has the most money. Hasn't that been you? What in, right. in the world is going on? Like, like all of a sudden, like, oh, you don't have no money? And I'm not going to sit here and say he's had the most money, but uh, you didn't won a bunch of national championships. You got some money. You're in the upper echelon, okay? He definitely You're is. You're an elite football team. Let's not sit here and act like you like a HBCU and you ain't got no resources. What? We got crowdsourced for, for you like HBCUs, <laughs> man. It's like get, it's, it's like pulling teeth, trying to get some money to go to the HBCU. Yeah, no, nah, I mean Nick Nick Saban, come on, fam. We got to stop this. Let them get their money. I know he's mad about the transfer portal. I'm happy about that because it's it's one thing to have a player transfer to a team and then telling them. Oh, you got to wait a year. You got to sit yeah, out a year. Yeah, you only get four what? years in college. And then that red shirt. Come on, man. I like this transfer portal thing. It's beneficial to the players. If you get hurt or if you're not starting, it gives 
it, it just it allows a player to move to a different team to make a, an instant impact. I.e., Joe Burrow. Prime example. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow was not slated to start over uh, Justin Fields, so he went and took his talents to Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. And then he won a national championship. So there you go. It's, it's beneficial. It's beneficial to these kids. Yeah. So let's not let's not rain on the parade of the transfer portal or the NIL. Let these kids get money. For I don't know how many years I've heard arguments, full-on debates on why these kids need to get paid. Because even with the scholarship, that's not enough money. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so it's, it's basically like, as opposed depending to... Depending on what school you go to. Yeah, I know for me, heck, we didn't even get three meals paid for. So. Dang. <laughs> well, she did go to HBCU, y'all, so that's, take that with a grain of salt. Hey, hey. <laughs> they got a... Well, my, my scholarship consisted of th- two meals. What was crazy was, I can see maybe for me, Having that stipulation because I actually had two scholarships. I had ba- a basketball scholarship and academics. So mm-hmm. between the two, it it made up a full ride. I didn't understand people that were on a full ride. You straight basketball funds. And dang, they can't even get you three meals. You still only got two meals too? Like, my God. Man. So, yeah, Struggle. we was all, because I remember Coach told the whole team, no, y'all got two meals. Y'all only got two meals. So you had to pick and choose. Okay, I think I'm gonna do breakfast and I'm gonna do dinner. I can, I can, you know, I can make it work with some uh, snacks or little sandwiches for lunch. But I need that hearty breakfast and I need me a good dinner. Got <laughs> some breakfast eating mugs. I tell you that, boy. I'm, I... Hey, TSU had the best oatmeal, y'all. Ooh, I used to love that oatmeal. Mm. Mm, that oatmeal was bomb. <laughs> Catfish Fridays. Hey, come on now. What they had catfish at the nuggets calf. Too? We used to go to the calf, huh? They had catfish nuggets too. No, I don't know about no catfish nuggets, but everybody mm, they, they fillets nugget, though. They nuggify everything. Yeah, but no, I've definitely had catfish nuggets, but I don't remember them doing that. But they definitely had them fillets though. Fillets, y'all. Anyway, <laughs> uh, it, I I rather the nil and these kids getting egregious amount of money than doing underhand stuff. Listen, it's like Aunt New Amsterdam. You know, or, or no, it's like New Amsterdam's a liquor. It's like Amsterdam. <laughs> I just said New Amsterdam. I, just I was wondering, like, where is he going no, with this? No, no. So, you know, in Amsterdam, it's legal to do drugs. Like, the drugs that are banned here is legal to do over in Amsterdam. So, I'm trying to keep it friend. I'm trying to keep it as friendly as possible. No, I know. I'm just smiling because of other reasons, but go ahead. So, basically... Okay, so it basically what happened was New Am- uh, I keep saying New Am- Amsterdam decided to make this these drugs legal. And what happened was they saw a decline in crime. They saw a decline uh, decline in a lot of things, but they got the one caveat was they had to regulate the drug. So, NIL is just Amsterdam. This is a, that's all it is. <laughs> it's saying, "Hey, we already know you cats were getting paid underneath the table." buy a booster so here we're gonna open up the floodgates and allow you to do that openly and let you do which and let you flourish because we don't want to we don't want to have to go to the supreme court to fight anything because that mm-hmm. will that was potentially was going to happen with yeah. the ncaa because you had all this crazy stuff and you listen college football alone generates 
billions of dollars. Billions of dollars. Ad revenue, merchandise, all that. Mm-hmm. All that. And you can't give a percentage or allow the kids to do anything, not even give memorabilia out, and you taxing them for that? Yeah. Taking whole scholarships for that? Really? So it's interesting you say that, too, because he also, Nick Saban also said in that interview with Stephen A., it wasn't a part of your clip, but he was talking about how you know, people like that argument of, you know, well, they get a scholarship and, you know, everything's paid for. And so he was saying, even outside of the scholarship, and he was speaking for Alabama, Mm -hmm. but those big power five schools, I'm sure it's the same or similar. He's like, um, we support our athletes, kind of like supplementally in the sense of, um, outside of your scholarship all that's being taken care of the main stuff but we spend about two hundred thousand dollars per player for things like um what did he say enhancing the success of the athlete through personal development mental conditioning uh peer what did he say peer intervention for behavioral issues so that people don't have a chance to vilify um, the players or vilify their brand uh, by making like poor choices or decisions. Um, Did I say mental conditioning for success? Mm -hmm. Um, What was the other one? Leadership development, communication, academic support, media, i.e. tutoring or whatever, Um, media training and career development to help them, you know, once they leave, trying to land jobs and stuff. So he's just saying, well, all that other stuff, you know, almost like intangible things, that'll cost them about $200,000 per player. So when I did, that's why I was asking you those questions. So when I was looking at, okay, let's just say a person or a a football team has like 80-ish people. That can run them about $16 million mm-hmm. for the whole team. I don't know that the team is paying for all, but it's just, he just, I think he was just trying to throw that out there, which I get as far as the college experience is not just like the athletic scholarship. And you're going to learn like life skills and how to, you know, be able to uh, live, you know as a normal citizen outside of like these college walls. So they want to prepare you for life. So I think that was like kind of his uh, motto. He was just saying how we want to create value for your future. All right. So that you can't rip. How I'm just you, saying what the man said. I, that is all fine and dandy that and true. That sounds like a political Yeah, answer. for sure. For sounds, sure. I think he's just trying to make it like, like you saying, politically correct, make it sound good. Like well, we're doing all. Well, that should come with it, cause you know what? As a college athlete, I can attest to this. You should get some type of academic support. You know why? Cause I'm missing class. Right. I'm on the road, so I gotta do homework whenever I can find the time. You know what I mean? Like it's- I'm missing out on classes, so I should get some type of support. I mean, that's like a give and take. I'm missing class, and then you have some 
you could have some instructors that are like buttholes. Like I had one where when I was, but this is when I was on the bowling team and uh, he was like, well, if you miss this uh, number, this many classes, then I'll fail you or something like that. But I'm like, no, I'm on a team. Like this is for school. It's not like I'm just out here just got a hobby or something yeah like this is for school and it was like he couldn't understand like i think i had to bring in my schedule it was just like this is like most of them really work with you but this one i think he just didn't understand it was something like and nothing against agents but he was i didn't know if he just didn't get it but you know i know they <laughs> i know they focus a lot on like academics studies, yeah they big on studies but uh look sir you at hbcu it don't matter just in general if you have an athlete in your class that's a given. They're going to miss classes. I can attest to that, not as a college athlete, but as a high school athlete. You guys know, if you don't know, I went to the military at the high school. But um, in high school, there was some preferential treatment to the athletes. Yeah. I did get some. I, I got I got passes. I was like, you know. Especially boys, football, and basketball. That was always a thing. Yeah. Uh, I used to be jealous of y'all because yeah, they didn't get the same preferential treatment to the girls, but I didn't need preferential treatment. I was a good student, so it wasn't like, hey, you know, oh, I need I'm it. back here asleep. It'd be I, must sleep in class I all the time. It. Like I know they ain't doing their work, getting passed through. Like how he get a B, and I had to work for my B. <laughs> I needed it. I ain't even gonna hold you. I had, I, I had. It's called finessing. You know why work? Why work harder? You work smarter. I, I finesse my way through. Listen, I had a paper due one time. And I think this was like English. I forgot. It was like advanced English, and it was due on Dracula. I had to finesse my way out of that paper, and I got past that class. Out of it? You didn't even have to do I it? I didn't even have to do it. What? I, I ain't even going to talk about Marines. We ain't even going to talk about that. Oh, my God. Yep. 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 I'm, I think you just triggered me. Like, something just <laughs> came upon me. Like, are you serious? Dude, I used to be sitting there falling asleep trying to do my work because I done had a game all late, get back home, and you over here just getting out of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's called I mean, I would be in the stands, like, doing my homework at, like, games. You you remind me of that. That sounded like that one uh, five-star player they saw. Oh, I did see that. I was like, I and I thought about myself, like, that was Like, I wouldn't literally be, like, at a – it would be more so, like, before my game started. So, like, I'm watching the JV play, varsity come on later. I'll be doing my work then, not like I'm going to a boys game and I'm bringing my homework. It wasn't nothing like that. It was, Uh like, actually at my – but I'm still at my game. Yeah. And But, yeah, I guess that still was different because most people wasn't sitting in the stands doing that Uh, He had that whole laptop on his lap doing (laughs) it. I was like, look at him. I like that studious Mm -hmm. young gentleman. He – your yeah. parents raised you right. You know, prom will be proud, you know. <laughs> prom will be exuberant to see a young man studying. You mm-hmm. know, he got his. Now, nah, you ain't no defensive lineman, are you? Just making sure. Because oh. prom <laughs> Y'all didn't get, y'all didn't catch. Anyway. Oh, anyway. Lord. But no, nah, man. Nah, let these kids get paid, man. Now, I have heard some egregious numbers. Like, that 13 million fam. Who is paying a 20-year-old 13? Who's paying a 19-year-old 13 million? Mm-hmm. 13 million yeah what i know that is egregious but i will say I, I do feel like two things can be true i don't think that nick saban doesn't want the players to be paid i think it's just the way things have gone about it's it, the, like wild, the wild process west. because you know i can 
I can kind of feel for a coach if, you know, you're you're going on a recruiting trip and then the first thing that's coming out their mouth is, well, how much money I'm going to get in the NIL? You ain't thinking nothing about, or from the NIL, nothing about how you going to impact this team, how you going to develop, like how you, you know, you just focus on the dollars. And I'm so he was like saying, I don't want this to be a pay for play type of thing. So I can get that. But you got to look at it. Because that shouldn't be your main focus. You got to look at it, too, from a standpoint. At this point, you you got to use your name as cachet at this point. Because Alabama, the University of Alabama, if you come – what Nick Saban need to do is learn how to finesse the name Alabama in the, cha- in the national championships he's won into a market ploy to say, hey, you come here, you're going to get a booster of a million – somebody's going to come get you. I don't say booster. Somebody's going to give you that deal just based off of our university's name and our national championships. If you can finesse it that way, it's mm-hmm. like it's like Disney. Disney don't got to convince people to come work for Disney. Yeah, you it's, it's just the name, like the name itself. I work for Disney. Boom, I get the money. You are a college athlete at Alabama, and the boys' basketball team is decent too. So. I- what, what, what were you about to say? Go ahead, sorry. So basically, the name itself should be the draw and saying, hey, not this is to get you here, but once you're here, the money, the perspective money or the um, assumed to make, be money is here. You just got to know how to get it versus I'm going to go to this college. I'm going to go to like Texas A&M. I'm going to go to Texas A&M. They're not a bad school, but it's not the typical school that every kid or every high schooler would want to go to in terms of I want to compete for a national championship. I'm going to the school that's going to pay me if I'm a kid, but before the NIL, I just want to go to the best school, Ohio State's, Notre Dame's, um, Florida. But I think that's basically, I think that's part of his point. He could do that. He could finesse it that way. Because that's all you got. But now you add this other piece to it, like, okay, yeah, I got that top school, but now I could be making top dollar. So now that the it's not a level playing field for sure, but now there's more Alabamas, if you will, you know what I mean, that can, like, be um, competing against him because of this whole NIL thing. And that's where he probably, like, it's almost like I'm losing market share. And I, but because it, of the end. but it's a it, he is losing market share. That's a great analogy. You, you're losing market share, but with everything, how the market shifts, this nil is a nuance thing. You gotta yeah. learn how to like, you gotta learn how to go change. People who don't change are bound to fail. You always have to change with the times. Everything is different. Learn how to adapt. You're Alabama. If I'm the head coach of Alabama, the first thing I know once – matter of fact, I know that these coaches and these power fives had already knew about the NIL. And if you knew, you should have prepared better as opposed to complaining about it because guess what? You're going to be in a small boat by yourself because the other coaches are enjoying having that in their back pocket. Listen, you, <laughs> you can't tell me Georgia wasn't already playing their players. Georgia <laughs> had listen. I watched this combine, and if this one thing you call me crazy, but there's no way Georgia had this many freaking freakish athletes on per, like just <laughs> by chance. 
There's mm-hmm. no way. There's no way. Yeah. Georgia has been paying. There's been payola going on for Georgia for years. But now they get to open up the floodgates. Guess what? Georgia's going to win another national championship. <laughs> Dog, they had three defensive linemen run four fives. Or, and the one that ran the four three. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You don't not. Nah, I'm convinced. Listen, Georgia already knew the books. They knew they knew how to play. Listen, it's not about how it's not about if you get caught or it's not it's not if you're cheating, it's if you get caught cheating. Okay, Bill Belichick. Yeah, he did. He did cheat. He got <laughs> caught cheating. He got his hand in the cookie jar. But I digress. I'm just saying that listen, man, stop complaining. Stop bringing this up. And then you trying to throw other people's name in the pot. Like we didn't forget about that whole prom situation last year. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. what? Oh, so now you're gonna say prime recruiting? He paying his players too to go to Colorado? Hmm? No, nah, prime just—I said prime. Prime just has swag, charisma. His right. name brings the people. Right. You got to pay these people. So you mad? Cause you over here paying. You mad? <laughs> you mad, bruh? And now you don't have enough money to pay him. You mad, bruh? <laughs> yeah, that's all it is. Prime just getting these kids in because he. Kids like that, like he's with the times. And because he has kids himself, his kids keep him in tune with everything else. Nick Saban's kids are probably like old farts that work in government somewhere. They probably don't even worry about football. I don't know. I could be wrong. Fact check me. That's fine. Don't be disrespectful because I'm going to come find you. But I don't know if Nick Saban's kids do that. But I know Prom's kids are well in tune with what's going on. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Maybe you should take a book out of Coach Prime's, you know. Um, it's only one prime. But you can still take pieces. You ain't going to be swaggy with it, but take a piece out of it. Hey, make a commercial. I don't know. You think, you think their commercials are done? Oh, it's, it's <laughs> finito. Unless they you – know, Prime ain't going to put a, put a commercial they pay in the bag. He's he going to still do them little athletic I'm saying with Nick Saban. Uh, mm, probably. Cause it was just like, come on, you could have called me. That was yeah. some, that was whack. You could have just said, "Hey, prom, I'm about to throw you under the bus." Gave me a heads up, or something. I'm at I'm at a SWAC conference. Team, what what do you expect? I'm at SWAC. It's like I'm not even your competition. Why are you throwing me under the yeah, bus? I'm not even your competition. He mad. He was mad about that Travis Hunter. Because Travis yeah. Hunter was supposed to go to Alabama. Yeah, and that's all it is. He's mad that he doesn't get these top recruits anymore. Or he still gets top recruits, but like the number one recruit. It's you actually know, the number two. It was better for him to go to the HBCU prom because he would have learned. I mean, you're gonna learn discipline with Nick Saban, but you 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 can really learn yourself. Seeing and having Coach Prime as your head coach, it's a different. It's, it's, it's a different because he literally did it. You know, been there, done that. Yeah, and he's more relatable. Way, way more relatable. When I see when I see the videos on their YouTube, Travis Hunter seemed like it's more like a father son relationship with mm-hmm. him and Prime. Like, like he wanted their kids, and, mm-hmm. and you know, it's it's a natural thing. You don't see it's, it doesn't it it seems super genuine to me. Mm-hmm. So that's why I said it's good that he went there as opposed to Alabama, where they militant. Every every Alabama player I've heard, or every former Alabama player I heard say it's a mil it's it's like a military. Like mm-hmm. it's it's clock clock in clock out, mm-hmm. do your do your role and do it good. Nobody's better than nobody. It's like you know Bill Belichick and New England and all that other stuff. That's why yeah. players don't want to go there. Yeah. But 
I digress. Stop being a hater, Nick Saban. We can move right on along to um your boy and your favorite topic. He ain't my boy. What you mean? Who are you talking about? Your boy. Katie ain't your boy? You funny. You always trying to put some false narratives out there about me. Katie's your boy. You got a KD jersey in your closet right now. Don't even play like so that. So you going to sit here and lie to the people? <laughs> what you talking about? Got KD I don't even jersey. have a jersey. You got KD jersey. No, you keep putting your jerseys on my side. <laughs> Pretty soon your jersey's going to be missing. I ain't don't bet none of my jerseys. Well, quit putting good. them on my side then. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, since you want to yeah put some narratives out there. <laughs> <laughs> mhm. Petty one and petty two, but yeah. Anyway, so KD, y'all. I should have. I should have put that video. You should have rolled Golly. his ankle. I put in, in the, the B-roll. Go ahead. In the pre-warm up, this wasn't even the for real warm up. This is like you just go out there on your own if you want to to get shots up. And supposedly, though, I had heard on was it on ESPN? They said it might have been like a wet spot that he slipped on. Oh. But he rolled that thing. His ankle went all the way to the side. His left ankle, y'all. He should have so, been wearing high tops. Eh, He's been wearing them little low tops for the longest. I never understood as a basketball. and everything. <laughs> Just like Katie, it's one thing not take. Take care of your skin, Katie fam. Katie doesn't care. Take care of your skin, fam. He Maybe... Let me not say Ball that. is life. But at some point, say, you got to Maybe care. he got something wrong with his skin. I don't know. There ain't nothing wrong. He's just not caring. He just care mainly about ball. Like, come on, fam. I know basketball is your whole life. Mm-hmm. And I get that there are players like that in the league, in both leagues. But you got to at least put slap some lotion on them things. Mm-hmm. Unless you, you got some shea butter. Get you that shea butter. Yeah, that shea butter <laughs> works. I like that shea butter. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so he is expected to be reevaluated in a couple of weeks and return based on the rehab progress. Let's see what else, what else. Um, it looks like it's not a very serious sprain, but you know, going through evaluation, I guess it'll be confirmed. Um, he's been scheduled for an MRI. Oh, I guess that happened yesterday, so I don't know. You know anything about the MRI? Um, we were waiting for the results, but they haven't came back yet. That's yeah. still that's still pending. So, so yeah. So hopefully, um, this doesn't set the net. Uh, the next Lord, the Suns back. No, I, they they beat the crap out of the Thunder. The what was oh, that? it's the Thunder. Yeah, like still, how you like? It's okay, see. My boy, uh, Booker put up forty, forty some points. Yeah. So hopefully, he gets healthy. Because I'm like, please, let's not get to the playoffs. And here we go. Who just dropping like flies? Because we know CP always get hurt in the playoffs. See, that's CP's thing, man. Devin Booker, he be getting hurt too. Yeah, but not like and CP. And like all of them. Honestly, any any of those three let's have get, a high probability so, so of getting hurt. Here's the thing with KD. I don't understand. It's like, how are we getting hurt so much? KD needs to wrap his damn ankles. He probably did. That's stop, the thing. No, You're not going to be out here hooping and and with them dang on skinny ankles and you didn't have Achilles problems. You ain't going to be not wrapping your ankle, but you can still twist your ankle with tape on. I told you. But, but you that need to get to them me. ankle braces then. Stop wearing whatever. Babe, let me tell you. When I played in T- at TSU, my ankle was so bad because I had a bad sprain in high school. 
I rolled it with tape on and a brace on, and I still rolled it. Mm. And I just kept twisting my freaking ankle because it was just so weak. So I'm saying it, it really don't matter because it just is so easy in basketball. You doing so much lateral movement, man. Yeah, wear something. I mean, I'd rather you I have should tape. had a boot on or something. I'd rather you have tape and a bracelet on than just nothing. You naked right there and you just like his thing snapped but like a like I pretzel. said, you're not gonna see that the tape is the Put, socks is over his wear, tape. So wear he probably higher had shoes tape. then. Wear higher top shoes. I don't know. He need them Kobe boots. Remember when Kobe had that Achilles injury? He came out with them shoes. Them things are like boots. He needs something. Cause I'm tired of him seeing this crap. Like he get hurt and being out. Like the knee was one thing. Now is this? Come on, fam. I'm tired of you. Yeah, Katie, the way he feel. I was like, oh my goodness. Katie, you gonna be out the league in a minute if you keep having these. He ain't injuries. about to be out no league. Man, what? that man keep getting hurt. Yeah, he, he. This is just an ankle sprain. No, this ain't no major thing. That that ankle sometimes. Mm, mm. It's, I'm just saying. He'll be fine. Yeah, you know he wasn't the only one who sprained his ankle. Kaminga did too. He actually sprained his ankle. Like I saw something, but I couldn't tell. So he actually like, sprained it. Like I, I don't know. They said he sprained it, but they don't know how long he's gonna be out. And it's like during warm ups, I'm like, is the whole floor wet on warm ups? <laughs> like, do they all just spray little spritz on the wall? Like, what's funny is Charles Barkley. He has said I didn't even go out and warm up. And at first, I think was it Ernie? Somebody was like, you didn't even warm up. But he meant like like that, like the pre pre warm up. Yeah. Cause you do your regular like team warm up where y'all go through whatever sets or whatever. But you can just go out there on your own if you want to. Cause they do the same thing for college too. I remember that. And so him and uh, Chuck and Shaq both were saying the same thing. Like, nah, we just showed up. We wasn't doing all that extra stuff before the official warm up. We just showed. Up. <laughs> I can believe right. it though. Sounds but then right. they also like big like. Damn, you don't want to yeah, like you get a chance to even hit the doing board. all that extra stuff because you're not shooting from the outside, so you don't need to be. How many times do you really need to work on your post up moves? That's true. That's a valid point. I would, I do the same thing. I'm like, y'all got it. Yeah, I I warm up second quarter. I'm good. Second quarter. Yep, what? Yep, yep. I'll be warmed up second quarter. What are you talking about? I don't need to go out there. I just you know let the game warm me up. No, you mess around and pull something. Out you need to bit. be warm. Need to, I used to hate doing that when I was like, oh, I, I like stretching because I feel like I always, if I didn't stretch, I didn't feel right. And now that. that I'm older, it's like, oh, I definitely. Because you saw me. My dang on calves is tweaking like they want to catch a cramp just from walking up multiple flights of stairs. Like, man. Mm-hmm. This is bad because I did had to do a lot of walking today, and I felt my calves tweaking. Mm. I'm like, please, just don't catch no Charlie Force because I'm gonna be. It's gonna be SOL. <laughs> be calling you. Don't babe. call me. Come get me. No, not during work. Whatever. If I got an emergency, you gonna leave don't that job. Don't call me. I shut this whole thing down. Know what you talking about? <laughs> What? She be swearing she a gangster. I, I, I ain't swearing. I, I ain't swearing nothing. She swear she a gangster. Anyway. I don't make threats. <laughs> okay, gangster Mina. <laughs> That's gangster right. Gangster wife with TV. Anywho. In the back. 
back. <laughs> oh my goodness. Are we moving on to the next? Yeah, game? we're moving on from Katie's weak girly ankles to uh. Oh. <laughs> Uh, really girly? What? No, I can't even say girly because some of these uh, women be having cankles. Them be some thick ankles. <laughs> Listen, you got cankles playing basketball? I feel for you. Good <laughs> Lord. I feel for you. <laughs> cankles? Good Lord. How you going up for a layup? And you'll jump. You anyway, can go up for a layup. I'm just saying, like, man. that's just how your leg built. Some people's legs are just built more thick. That's just the, you know what? I just, I don't know. It's just weird seeing that kind of, like, format on the ankle. It's like. You would think, because it's like it's a very small part of the body. You would yeah. think it would be, but some people just got thickness all the way down. Like, to your ankle. I got these little chicken legs. I'm not going to do it. Anyway. You do not have little chicken legs. Like, that, my calves ain't a bit, ain't, like, up top, you can, you can kind of see it, but it ain't, like, down below. Like chicken leg, chicken ankles. I get them from my mom. Anyway, moving right along. Mm-hmm. All right, so we got some nastiness by the media, the sports media. Um, we're gonna talk about Sean Kemp. So originally, it was reported as a drive-by shooting. Bruh, let me. I want to take a deep breath on this one. A drive-by shooting, for real. <laughs> a drive-by shooting. When I saw that headline, I was like, wait a minute. Like, who who he driving what? by shooting? He like 50 years old. I was like, he drive by shooting? Like, this dude, he, oh, like, and he from Indiana. What? What? Now, don't get it twisted. It'd it, it be some drive-bys in Indiana. I'm don't just saying, like, I'm not expecting somebody. I didn't have to get down. Like, oh, shoot, they shooting in the house. Let me get down. <laughs> But go ahead. I'm just saying, like, come on, dog. Y'all, you, media, y'all, oh, y'all be painting black people, black men, so nasty when it comes to like stuff where it's involving shoot a drive by shooting for real. Catches your eye, catches your. Oh attention. yeah, that's right. I forgot shock jock. Well, you know, that's the that's the new thing. We gotta be shock jocks, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the former NBA player Sean Kemp was arrested on Wednesday, March eighth. In connection with a drive, stupid, 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 Tanner, drive-by shooting at Tacoma Mall in Washington. Uh, Tacoma police said on Twitter, all places, that occupants of two vehicles had an altercation and shots were fired in a parking lot just before 2 p.m. Wednesday. One car fled the scene, no injuries were reported, and a gun was recovered, the police said. An unarmed 53-year-old man was booked in jail. Unnamed. I'm sorry. Un, what did he say? Un, named. Unnamed. Sorry. Because he definitely wasn't unarmed. Unnamed. <laughs> talking about shooting folks now. <laughs> <laughs> he, somebody was armed. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> unnamed 53-year-old man, a.k.a. Sean Kemp, was booked in jail for a alleged drive-by shooting. It wasn't a dang on drive-by shooting. Lena actually has the real story. Basically, this is... The alleged story. The alleged story. I'm sorry. We don't really know what happened. Yeah. But this his video. car was. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's video. What did you see on the video? It was just him standing up, busting a gun. I, it wasn't in no car. It looked like he was just outside mm. busting a gun. Mm, okay. Um, his car was broken into, and some items were stolen. And I guess he found who the people was or whatever. Approached him in the car. And they start shooting at him, and she and he shot back. 
so the um his attorney said it was self defense. Which it rightfully was. Do we know if we should look up and see if uh Washington is a open carry state? I don't know. That don't really matter, do it? Yeah, I mean because like, eh. if it's a self defense type of thing you know some no. some states are kind of iffy about that type of stuff you open the can- i mean but obviously washington doesn't care because they let them out mm-hmm. like with, within the next day with yeah no charges. and yeah i was gonna say prosecutors didn't charge yeah them. they ain't no no charges or nothing they was like man whatever dog you good yeah <laughs> so i guess it's it can be further investigated so i guess if they want to actually try to charge them i guess it'll be pending further investigation I also- think what is what what is uh no i'm sorry he played for he played for seattle seattle sonics uh i was thinking like okay but seattle's in portland yeah so not no no relation i'm thinking maybe he has some kind of pool maybe he has some wait no what i'm what hold up you said Seattle is where wait 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 where is seattle seattle in washington okay so maybe that was the connection what are you? T- what are you? Where are you going with this? What are you maybe, about? maybe because they were like, "Oh, that's Sean Kemp. He used to play for the Sonics." And da-da-da. well, yeah, everybody knows Sean Kemp. Unless you young, it might be some young people out here that don't know Sean Kemp. Just like we had a comment a while ago, of somebody claiming they didn't know who AI was. Allen Iverson. Really? Remember we talked about it, dog. That is. But I wasn't for sure. I'm like, are they asking that, or are they trying to? I don't know, but it's it it seemed like that's what it was. I'm like, that's disrespectful. Yeah, Every basketball player, you should know who AI is. I don't care if you're 12. <laughs> I, you should know who AI is. Matter of fact, AI is that guy. He is a lot. The pro. He the prototypical. I can't really say because if you haven't seen them, it's it's almost like if you weren't like people that were like maybe our age or a little younger and let's just say they didn't know who bill russell was or will chamberlain uh, well because people that have watched them will be like how do you not know who will chamberlain or bill russell was okay so here's here's the difference though here's the difference though <laughs> bill russell and will chamberlain both were in a time where you didn't have the the type of media that was out at the time that Allen Iverson was out. I know Allen Iverson came was out early two well, thousands, but social 90s. media wasn't popular. But I know that. But Allen Iverson definitely brought an influence of hip hop or the culture to basketball for and, sure. And he at changed. that time, but no, it still influenced generation down to generation down to generation. The same way Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan wasn't like a, a affluent culture person, but. He definitely played, and everybody was like, "We we want to be like Mike." And well, da-da-da. his shoes changed the culture, really. His shoes I did mean. change the culture, but Allen Iverson definitely was the one that sparked the culture in basketball, and was yeah. was the one that started everything. And these kids, I, I say it goes down and it gets passed down. Allen Iverson definitely is an icon in basketball. He is, but it's like okay, kids, you gotta remember too, who wears a bunch of the gym shoes kids so they're gonna make the connection to michael jordan because it's jordan's right alan iverson yes has had his own shoes but it ain't nothing in comparison to jordan nobody's gonna ever be like jordan so that's the other part too where he doesn't have just that everyday something that's a constant reminder like oh yeah this ai you don't have that 
I remember I wanted them one pair of AIs when I was playing. I used to think them things were so so hard. Were they black and red? Black and white. Black and white. Well, I think they might have had a couple different colors, but I know I wanted the black and white. I think it was those shoes that he wore when he stepped over Tyron Lue. I think it was those shoes. I think those were black and red. I thought they were black and white. I could have sworn it was black and red. We got to go back and roll that clip. They could have been, but I just know I wanted the black and I thought they were all black and white. Anywho, it don't really matter. But back to Mr. Sean Kemperoo. Um, what else did we want to say about him? Um, oh, I guess since we're talking about it, for those that don't know, so yes, he used to play for the Supersonics back in the day, who now is the OKC Thunder. <laughs> I need to move back to Seattle. <laughs> um, so he was basically he was a high riser. That man could dunk. Yeah, his that's what I know him for. But off, so he was drafted to the Seattle Seattle Supersonics first round, seventeenth pick, and that was in the night. Dang, I didn't realize it was in nineteen eighty nine. I thought he came in the, in the nineties. I mean, that's right before. Um, he played for fourteen years in the NBA, retired. After the 2020, not 2022, 2002, girl, get it together, 2002-2003 season. And he had also played for Cleveland, Portland Trail Blazers, and Orlando Magic. Um, He was a six-time NBA All-Star during his career as well. So, yeah, he was out here. Yeah, he was getting it. Hoping it up, hoping it up. I know Sean. Everybody knows Sean Kemp. You, if, if when throwback jerseys was a thing, everybody had Sean Kemp jer- throwback jerseys. <laughs> I'm just saying, like that's that's what I know him from too, and seeing the little dunk compilation. I yeah, mean, he, he was he was something. He you was know? that dude. Oh, and then he also has a cannabis dispensary, and he got that opened up in 2020. Um, well, he was a part of a group that uh started that and it's named the Sean Kemp Cannabis. Kemp? You know mm-hmm. Kemp Hemp? Like Kemp. I was gonna say like Hemp. Yeah. yeah. That actually I would I I flip that name yeah. too. Like Kemp is my last name. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, so shout out to him man. He uh he got off clean. Um I'm glad nobody actually got hurt. That just means they all got bad names. <laughs> <laughs> Most people do. Even trained police. That he got horrible aim, like, because yeah. y'all shooting and nobody got hit, not even a car, no bird, <laughs> nothing. Well, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, bird probably got hit somewhere. So, yeah, no, nah, the media just word things so nastily. It's like, come on, I drop for real, for real. Just because he look like somebody uncle, don't mean y'all got a picture <laughs> that way. Your uncle shouldn't be drive by shooting anyway. Like, really yeah. think about that. Uncles drive by shooting. Yeah, I'm saying he looked like an uncle, but golly, y'all got to say, why am I shooting? Good Lord. Yeah. Anyway, moving right on along. Uh, I got a clip for you guys. Uh, I didn't include enough. I got to mute that. Let me see. It's a clip. Um, It's a very vulgar clip, but. uh, Mine, I'll take a fine. I don't really care. I thought. This is know, Fred Van Fleet. Um, I love Taylor it. It was fucking terrible tonight. Oh. Um, I thought that. Most nights, and I was gonna ask you, is it bleeped out? You know, out of the three, there's one or two that just fucked the game up, you know. And it's it's, it's been like that a couple couple games in a row (laughs) when Denver was tough, obviously. You come out tonight, you're competing pretty hard. The third quarter, I get a bullshit tech, 
changes the whole dynamic of the game, changes the whole flow of the game. <laughs> and, um, you know, most of the refs are trying hard. I like a lot of the refs are trying hard. They're pretty fair. They communicate well. And then you got the other ones who just want to be dicks and um, just kind of fucks the game up. Nobody's coming to see that shit. They come to see the players. And um, I think we're losing a little bit of the fabric of what the NBA is and was. And um, it's been disappointing this season. Um, you can look up most of my texts this year have been with Ben Taylor officiating. So at a certain point as a player, you feel it's personal. And um, it's never a good place to be. That's not why we lost tonight. We got outplayed. Um, but it definitely makes it tougher. All right. So that was Fred Van Fleet, who was fined $30,000 for calling out the refs. Um, uh, <laughs> let's unpack this here, folks. Fred Van Fleet criticized uh, official Ben Taylor and expressed his frustration with how the ref refs have been doing this season. I'm going to skip all that profanity <laughs> after receiving the fine. He said it was unfortunate that he's being punished for speaking his mind. The NBA rule, the, the NBA has a rule against criticizing officials publicly. Uh, the league has collected uh, the league's collective bargaining agreement states that players are prohibited from making public statements that are critical of officiating or otherwise detrimental to the NBA. I think that's BS. Honestly, like I get y'all got to have these rules, but as much crap and as much criticism players get, oh, but we can't say nothing about these refs. It's like what I don't get about refs, I would not have a word to say to you if you actually made a good call. That's all you're here to do is to make a good call, like make not a good call, but just make the right call. Right. You're not supposed to be a part of the game. So... Now, granted, I don't know what Fred said to get the tech, you know, on the court. Maybe he was cussing or whatever the case. But this is the NBA. Them dudes be cussing. Yeah. You know? And if you're going to be a ref, you su- you're supposed to have thick skin. But it sometimes seems like these must be emotional or something. Like, you know, don't be, you know, the whole don't show me up type of thing and What's his like, name? Didn't um matter of fact on the Raptors there was another player, Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes. That was so bogus. Like number one, the At foul the that was called was suspect. Yeah. I'm like, that was a foul. Okay, they're down. Well, the Raptors were down by one. I think it was twenty some seconds left, and I guess Scotty said that he said something, but he was talking to himself. Because it almost looked like he wasn't trying to talk to the ref because right. it was like, let's just say I'm Scotty Barnes, and the ref was, like, up there. And then he turns around, like, technical, and you're out of here. And then there was another ref standing by Scotty Barnes, and he even looked confused. Yeah. Like, everybody looked confused, and the coach was going off like, what? And he said it in the press conference, like, there was nothing there. Right. To even make, like, why? You know, and it was towards the end of the game. Like, fam, it was literally the end of the game. Why are you throwing? What? It was the stupid. It's like, like you in your feelings. Like, what are you in your feelings about? You didn't threw the man out, and it was awful because normally you get ejected for two texts. He got one and then was thrown out. I could be wrong, but I think it was just he literally only had the one take. That, that that was the worst officiating ever. He that but person that person is known. 
They need that to- that ref is known. That was Scott Foster that did that to Scotty Barnes. This person for Fred Van Vliet was uh Ben Taylor. Isn't Scott Foster the one that still that be giving CP three for problems? Is that the same ref? Probably. He's a known ref that doesn't get along with players, coaches. Like he's known to like he's he's hard to to work oh, with. Man, we and need to get these refs out here. You you know we we need to bring Dunahue back. Donahue. Yeah, Donahue, the one the ref that was gambling on all the games. Oh, stop. We need to bring him no. back. I just honestly y'all cuz I have we both have played sports, but for me basketball I just hate the it's just it's just the abuse of power and really it's like they shouldn't even have power but they do because you're controlling the refs can control the game. I know. And I can't stand it. And it always makes me, honestly, it just makes me feel like um, you're just being taken advantage of. Like, I can't do anything about it. If I try to say something to you about it, then you want to give me a tech. Or I'll get a tech sometimes, and, and it's not even warranted just because you just feel like giving somebody a tech. Did I ever tell you about that? Yes. Uh, you, what? You told me about the ref. Uh, when you when you was a coach, mm. yeah, you told me about that ref. You what happened? Me. You said so. Ah, it was it was a detail. What did I do? I think you had stood up or something. Yeah, and, I just jumped off yeah, the bench. You jumped off the bench, and it was like. You but it was for a good thing. Like, well, I'll say this: me and my dad. But this is when I coached middle school. Me and my dad both jumped up because our player got fouled. They called the foul, but we didn't think they were calling the and one, so we jumped up like and one. Again, the ref is way on the other end, come up from behind, technical, and I'm like, I can see if I ran out on the court. But you, but you gotta what? But but okay, so like they're probably they're probably like, I, I know. Uh, no, you you doing too much. The ref you does doing do too much. Too much. So these refs just need to quit abusing their power and have some like some tough skin. Or it needs to be some stipulations if you mess up a call. Like Yeah. You need to because the players get fined and penalized. Why can't the refs get some type it's like to me they're not held accountable. They They finally, you know, do the whole replay, which lets you know, since they had to institute replays, y'all be getting calls messed up. All the time. But y'all want to act like y'all dang near 100% right half the time. (laughs) 100% half the time. But you know what I'm trying to say. And y'all really don't be 100% or 99 or 98 or 95. You know, it's just a thing of checks and balances too. Um, Yeah. If we don't don't have, uh, I don't know, like there needs to be like a middleman. When the ref gets out of line, there, there should be an usher for these refs to say, hey, no, listen, you going too crazy. Come on out the game, take a breather. And you go oh, had him get subbed yeah, out. Yeah, get, get, come on out the game, <laughs> go on about your business, or sit down, or just go home for tonight. Oh, you just tripping. go home. You know, just go home for tonight. Go talk to your kids. Go, go get something to eat and come back fresh for the next game because we don't need you messing up a game. Especially come playoff time. Yeah. Listen, listen, I've heard stories of refs getting threats of their car blown up for messing up games. Oh, no, not their car blown up. Yes, dog. We live in America. Sports is damn near a religion here. Yeah, it's very emotional, especially when 
you're playing sports where there's physical contact involved with opponents. Yes. That's a very hostile, sports, you know, just volatile. Sports is a religion. Environment. And that's the thing I don't understand with the rest is like, you already know we, we're on 10 as players. We are on 10. So I might yell something or, but don't, don't just make bogus um, calls. That's the thing. Like Fred looked like he was like talking to the ref. So I don't know if he just said something that was just too over top. Don't know. But Scotty Barnes, it was like he wasn't even talking. He wasn't talking. He was to just the like, ref. He, it, it seemed like he. It seemed like he was just whispering, like, like what? Yeah. So if I say something to myself, then let me say something to myself. Even if you so called hurt me, I'm not addressing you. I've had that kind of tech too. Middle school, I had turned my back and said something. We better get the same call, and I got a tech. Mm. I'm like, what? I wish I would have yelled and screamed and hollered and <laughs> mm. everything else for that little weak sauce. But, yeah, they just need to – I wish they could. I don't know what what's the, the best way to hold the refs more they accountable. They're they trying to come up. But I, I get, like, okay, don't go too overboard in the press conferences and all of that. But you know what? Like Fred said, I know I'm going to get fine. I don't care. I would have the same attitude. I don't care. Because today, I just, I feel like going there today. So, I'm calling you out by name. But for them to be like, it's detrimental to the NBA. It's detrimental to the NBA that y'all calling this bogus stuff. And the fans are getting cheated. And the and the uh, teams are getting cheated out of a fair game. You know? But he did say we play like, we didn't play good. So. Yeah. Yeah. But it didn't affect the overall outcome of the game. Well, it's in a sense did because... They were down by one, and it was like 28 seconds to go. So let's just say Denver went up for that shot. They don't call the foul. You don't put them on the free throw line. Mm. Toronto gets the ball, mm. possibly goes and scores, and they're up. Again, like like he said, it's not that they, you know, Denver did not play them or whatever the case, but it could have been – it just a been. different situ- scenario, and again, I'm not trying to blame, but it's just like, dang. Like, but it, you, but you, but you gotta think though. Um, maybe we should play a little better so that we don't have to worry about the the oh, referee, for sure. the, the the officials teeter tottering the game. For sure, but point. we talk about Toronto and Denver. Denver but, is yeah, Denver's Denver. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they're number one. Honestly, honestly, it doesn't. I can understand his frustration. And it, and it's and it's geared in the right way, but just as long as it's not a playoff game that can turn the tide, because mm-hmm. that that has happened plenty of times. We've seen mm-hmm. that plenty of times. But it's a regular season game. I, uh, you get you get mad. You like, bro. I play. I I'm playing these games, and you guys is, are doing crap. You guys are doing a crap job at calling this, and, and I think nobody should say yeah. nothing to you. Yeah, it's just like. How you get mad at me and you stepped on my shoe? Exactly. What? Yes, and so okay, to that point. Supposedly what the uh Scott Foster said about Scotty Barnes, the reason why he called the tech and threw him out, he used verbiage that which directly questioned the integrity of the crew. Well, if that was the case, like you just said, if what you just did 
was something that was wrong, then I'm yes, I'm questioning it. But this is the thing, though. What in the world? It, it, that doesn't. That's null and void. You toss him at the end of the game. That just to me is disrespectful. One, two is it's it's definitely an abuse of power. Yeah. And three, you just you just being an a hole. Like yes. What is the end of the game, bro? Like yeah. what are you talking about? I dang near thought the uh. Their coach was gonna get a tech because he was going off because he couldn't even understand like why, what for, what. Man, I would have, <laughs> I would have just thrown a Gatorade bottle at him. Like, man, get out of here. Like, yeah, you definitely here. getting it. Yeah, that's fine. Here's a Gatorade bottle too. <laughs> oh, punk head self. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was crazy. He used verbiage that directly questioned. Oh, you can't be. That's the key word. Questioned. Oh, you can't be questioned. You can't be questioned. Get out of here, man. Get, 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 that pissed me off. I'm sorry. I get triggered by stuff like the refs. Unless I misinterpreted what he was saying. I don't know. In any regard, it was bogus. It was bogus. For the reason why he threw him out. All right, well, let's move on to our last topic. Lord, I'm, you know what? I'm about tired of talking about John Morant. Hey, man, we got to. This is this is the hot off the press. So, um, where is it at? So I got unk, I got unk, and I got a video from Stephen Jackson, unk Shannon Sharp and Stephen Jackson. Uh, I think I'm gonna play the Shannon. I'm, I think I'm gonna play the sh- no. I'm gonna play Stephen Jackson's video first. But a lot of people feel like Shannon was responding to Stephen. He wasn't. He was talking about ball things. So, but. It's been so many clips of Shannon. I don't even know which one you about to play. But yeah, we're, we're gonna play the one because him and Skip been talking about Ja for a while. We're gonna play this clip. Experience with this situation, right? I've made mistakes. I've made bad choices. It's about what you do after those bad choices, right? The only thing I would tell Ja: have the people around you that care about you and care about your job the way you care about it. Don't have people around you that care about your job because they care about what you're going to do for them. Have the people that around you that care about your job enough that they don't want you to lose it. They won't put you in a position to lose your job or everything you work for. That's the people you need to have around you. We all make mistakes. Understand this, Ja. Don't let nobody make you feel uh, like the world is over. You made a mistake, bro. Mistakes have been made. Everybody's made mistakes. But these same people are going to be the same people that if something was to happen to you and you didn't have a gun and somebody something happened to you, they're going to be the first people to say, damn, that nigga should have had a gun on him. Don't listen to nobody, bro. You made a mistake, so be it. The biggest thing is what you do after you made a mistake. Okay, so uh, let's unpack this clip first before we go into <laughs> Shannon Sharp. Okay, I like the fact that I'm going to start off with positive. I like the fact that Steven Jackson articulated himself, in a sense, to try to explain to John Morant. Everybody knows the whole saga with John Morant and everything that's been going on with him. Um, he articulated in a way which expressed how Josh should go about it because he's, he's been in something similar to that, too. Not exactly thing, but the whole fight thing with mm-hmm. – the malice in the palace. Everybody knows about that. Mm-hmm. Right, our test. The whole box. Anyway, I just don't like the end ending message. 
and and the fact that he is saying, you know, well, he's basically kind of condoning this whole you should have a gun for your protection. I'm not against that. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But you're an NBA player. You're a million dollar asset. You should not have to touch a gun, a weapon at all. You should not even be in a place where you need to garnish a weapon in the first place. You should not even be in those positions to say you need a weapon because you feel unsafe. That, to me, is such a, a loser a loser mentality, a backwards mentality, uh, just stupid all the way around. I'm sorry. It's stupid. It is. Hmm. It's stupid. That's interesting. Why in why in heaven's earth? Listen, if I'm a millionaire, if I'm a millionaire, do you think I'm gonna be in a place? I don't even go in places now where I think I gotta need a gun. Well, I disagree in the standpoint of it's crazy out here in this world, just in general, without going so that, to. So that's why so I, have I don't my think man's with the gun, or I have a security with the gun. I get that, but a person might feel like I just might feel a little bit more secure. Having my own gun, because for me, the issue is not him having a gun or possessing possessing a gun. You a grown man. However, for me, it's more of the flashing. No one should know you have a gun. How about that? No one should know you have a gun. That's the issue for me. Um, And then the man is in Memphis. All right? <laughs> now... Is all of Memphis bad? No. No. I've been to Memphis plenty of times. But I do know, Monty tell me, don't go to certain areas. But that's every... So I don't know if that's what Ja is doing, and he feels like he needs to protect himself because he's going to certain areas. But see, that that adds even more... That even adds more fuel to the fire. Listen, fam. Yeah, don't go to those places. You shouldn't be like, (laughs) look, look, look. When I was in the military, they had no-go zones. Mm -hmm. I I, I went to the military in Great Lakes, which is in Illinois, an hour away from Chicago. I remember remember taking a train an hour just to go to the city, the inner city. So they had a map. This is the military while I was in the Navy. Had a map said, you are not allowed to go to this area. Or this area. Anywhere past Soldier Field or the White Sox Stadium, Mm -hmm. don't go past those. That is Mm -hmm. not safe territory for two reasons. This is back in 2000, the early 2010s. Actually, 2010 itself. One side was the south side of Chicago, which is a very, very bad side. This is 2010. Gangs, everything. And on the other side, still gangs, mafia. It's a different type of thing. So either side, you can't go to. They had no-go zones. We had to stay strictly in the city. You know what I did? Stay strictly in the city. Even when Mm -hmm. I tried to venture off, I had people from Chicago in the military tell me, bruh, if you go there, you're on your own. I can't do nothing. I'm not going to be your God because it's that wild out there. Mm -hmm. That told me at eight, 19, 19 in my head, when I got told that, I said, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to just chill in the city. Mm-hmm. Just chilling in the city. I ain't tripping. I ain't going outside. Cause I want, you know, you 19, you want to be adventurous. You want to go places. You want to mm-hmm. see stuff. You And in the city, it wasn't, too, it wasn't a lot to do if you weren't over 20, or if you weren't 21 or older. So I'm like, man, I want to go to the, you know, I want to hear some ratchet music. <laughs> no, no, no. 
So this is this, I, I say that to come back to the whole John Morant thing. If you are in a city that is that has a very high murder rate or crime rate, then it will behoove you to move a little smarter because you are a bigger target. You walk mm-hmm. around with chains worth maybe a quarter million, watches, teeth, all that. Ja is a flashy person. We we see it mm-hmm. on Instagram. He he's a flashy person. You you go into the wrong area, you food. Mm-hmm. You are food. People are looking for it. Come, they don't care about you can listen, you can be the baller of ballers. You are food to them. You come around us, people who are impoverished, who don't have anything, who don't got nothing to lose, and they see you, in rare instances, they might give you a pass because, oh, you play for my city, you represent the city. But some people just don't care. They will take your stuff. Mm-hmm. They, and they'll kill you about it. That yeah. is the dog-eat-dog world we live in. And this is not this is not saying you can't go anywhere, but eh, sometimes it just be more... Yeah, just it's just More better because there are other professional athletes that say, "Man, I just go to practice, you know, go to my games, go to work, the places that I'm supposed to go, and I bring my butt home. I don't right. even be going out like that." But he's young, so I'm not gonna expect him to just be a homebody. Don't he you ain't gotta be young. a homebody. But how far is Mr. from Atlanta? You can come, you can drive to Atlanta and just chill. I think it's like five-ish. You can drive to Atlanta hours. and just chill. You ain't got to stay in the city or wherever you're frequenting at. You can chill and be there and just relax. You ain't got to show. It's in a strip. So, obviously, if you find, if you sniff out a strip club in Colorado, no, Colorado's not known for no strip clubs, but you are <laughs> in a strip club in Colorado. <laughs> Come on, dog. That to, that, to me, tells me when you in a major city, that means you looking for something. <laughs> You, because I would have never, my my mind in going to Colorado, I wouldn't probably go to the, the slopes, see the mountains, all that. Man, you going to talk about going to a strip club? I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? What? The strip clubs ain't going to be. What? No. Hey. So that that lets me that lets me know right off the bat your mindset when you go to different cities. And if mm-hmm. you're in Memphis, then you're already looking for, you're already looking for the trouble. But. I'm going to go ahead and move right on along. We got this other clip. In reference to, let me actually say this. Paul Pierce actually said something uh, on Twitter. And this is this is the response from Shannon that Paul Pierce said. But I'm going to give you the, what Paul Pierce said, basically. Um, uh, Paul Pierce said on Twitter, but we glorify and normalize all the rappers who do it and get paid from waving guns and rap videos making millions. I'm trying to understand Make this make sense. What crime did he commit? That's one tweet. There was another tweet. I don't care what y'all say about Ja. I carried a gun after I was stabbed. Y'all don't know what he got going or y'all don't know what he going through. Everyone got something to say until you really know what you're really going on. Or wait, you wait. Hold on, until stop. you really know what's really oh, going on. Until you on. really know what's really going on in someone's life. When you black and rich, you a target, period. I'm going to let Uncle Shannon talk on my behalf because I can go 10 different ways with this. But let me let me let Uncle talk for me. That ain't including us. I don't want to. I'm going to do it like this, Skip. I came from a time, Skip, back in my community. Yep. I'm from this generation. Mm-hmm. Black people in my community, if they saw somebody doing something wrong, 
If you were cursing, they say, son, you too young to curse. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. Son, if you was if you were stealing something, son, put that back. Your grandma and mom be so well, different. You, you were raised that way. If Skip, yeah. the community would, would police it. Yes. Now, somehow, in our community, we see another black person do it wrong. Let that man live his life. Don't correct him. Why would you do that, Shannon? You being <laughs> this, you being that. I'm just trying to help the man. You are. I agree. To not that. bump his head. That's all. That used to be our community, Skip. Yes, sir. But somehow along the way, in the last 35, uh, 40 years, don't tell my child what to do. Okay. Don't tell my if child what to do. you don't want me to tell your child what to do, is try to correct him and help him. They got places that would tell your child when to eat, what to eat, when to shower, what, how no. to shower. So, mm -hmm. one way or another, somebody gonna tell you something. Yep. You can take it from me on the outside and be free, or you can get it from somebody on the inside and not <laughs> be free. <laughs> so the choice is yours. The but can we stop this community? Yours. Can we stop talking about we're talking down yep. because I'm trying? We're trying to help one another succeed. That's All right. So that was Shannon Sharp and his take on <laughs> Paul Pierce's tweet. Mm -hmm. And I mean. I couldn't have said it better because that's a lot of I, I don't even like lumping black people in one group. I mean, black people in America are not homogenous. That's plain and simple. Everybody is their own individual. So I just hate when black people get put in the one group and it's just there. First of all, there is no such thing as a black community. It's just everybody is individualized. And because your skin is black, you get put in that group by default. Everybody's everybody's different. Everybody's upbringing is different. But I will say, if we want to change the narrative of black men, black women, then we have to hold them accountable. If we don't, we, it's going to be a continuous cycle of disrespect from both us and other races. It's going to be a continuous cycle of, you know, devaluing something of black. It's going to be a continuous cycle if we just don't correct it in general. So I say all that to say that, that Shannon is right. We need, to start, we need to start doing that on a regular basis, especially with the young kids. Because when they get older and, then they, and they see the mistakes they made and they say nobody corrected me, then they're going to be like, well, why don't nobody correct me when I was uh, doing all this? Because we, now we got, a, we got a society that tells you you shouldn't correct other people. Let them, do, let them bump their head. Let them learn. Mm. I see. I know what you're saying. What you? Go ahead, give, give I'm just trying check. to think here. Because I think part of the issue... And I don't know if it was in that clip, but I. This has been talked about so much, right? Mm -hmm. With Skip and Shannon, they've got all kinds of days and clips that they've talked about it. But I think part of the issue, and I could be misinterpreting, but I think part of the issue might be, okay, you feel like he needs to be held accountable. He should. But the the narrative behind why he might be doing what he's doing, I think makes it worse where they might say something like, you ain't no, uh, you ain't no thug. You ain't hard. You ain't, I don't know what Jai is. 
I don't know that man. Like I said in the last podcast that we had, had, I don't know him. And so I think that's part of it too, where because now it becomes, it, it sounds more judgmental. Yeah. Because let's not forget Uncle Shannon. You just was at a game and almost got yourself thrown out, but because of your name, you didn't get thrown out. But if that was a regular fan and you getting into it with a whole team, come on now, you out of there. Right. And you had to go and apologize for it. Now, is that something as bad as this whole thing with Ja? No, because you're not having to be on leave for multiple weeks from your show with Skip. But it's just in the realm of people in certain moments, they make mistakes. And I feel like the way Paul Pierce and Steven Jackson are coming at it as, you're going to make mistakes. What are you going to do? Once you make the mistake, don't make it again, learn from it, move forward, be better. Um, Because the last thing on the tweet from Paul Pierce where he said, you don't know what's really going on in someone's life. When you when you black, you rich, you're a target. You somewhat said that as far as when you have all this money, but he's almost I don't want to say he's making himself a target. Yeah. But we do have to understand the, the the way this world is. Like you said, you are food. So don't help yourself because we already know you rich without you having flashy stuff on. Because you ja. You know, we know you, we can look you up on Google and see how much money you make. So we know that you got money, but don't add to it by being overly yeah. flashy with the jewelry or whatever. Not that you can't wear it, but like you said, be cognizant of the places that you go so, so you're not bringing that extra attention upon yourself. So here's here's the, the stark contrast between the two former NBA players and Ja Morant. Steven Jackson's from Houston. Mm-hmm. From the hood of Houston. Mm-hmm. Paul Pierce is from, I believe, Compton or... I think somewhere in California. Somewhere in California. It's Compton or somewhere in South Central LA. Somewhere in that area. Both very, very, very like very hard places, right? Mm. It's documented. We know this, right? We know from the outside looking in from what we have was documented for Ja is that he's from South Carolina. He grew up with his both his parents. His father was very influential. There's documents of him when his father training him. True, but we have to be careful with that too. But just just because you got two parents in your house, don't necessarily mean anything. That's true. That don't necessarily mean That's anything. That's true. And his father could have just been there just training him and not training him in other areas. I don't know. I'm just saying because but, no, no, I ain't in their household. You make you make a very valid <laughs> point though, because it could have been I'm just training you, but I haven't given you life lesson trainings like i haven't given you how to you know manners or just home etiquette or when you're out say please and thank you hold the door. all that stuff does come into play when you're developing your child overall but he may have just been developing we don't know but what i will say is just from a surface level you didn't seem like you had to grow up in a situation where it was do or die now, 
South Carolina does have very, very, very impoverished areas. That's that's evident. We we know we're aware of that. All on that coastal line, South Carolina, North Carolina. But when you grow up in the area where gangs are prevalent, where Paul Pierce grew up at, and well, uh, Houston, I'm not sure about the gang activity as much. I know there's a yes, lot. Of, it's wild out there. I know. I know, I know it's, it's wild out in Houston because just TSU was yeah. in the hood. Yeah, <laughs> but these two individuals are taking their self or their uh, personal experiences and comparing it when it's not the same. Paul Pierce didn't have a big contract like that at twenty three with Ja has, nor did Steven Jackson. They weren't they weren't exactly. the face of the league. They exactly. weren't considered the face I of the had league. I note about that. It's like that phrase of "too much is given, too much is required." Right. So. Yes, y'all have been in those situations of feeling like you need to protect yourself or whatever the case, but Ja has way more to lose. Way more. Y'all were some hoopers in y'all own right. But like you said, they were never up in the running of being the face of the NBA. Even as good as Paul Pierce was, I don't think people looked at him as the face. Heck, he played when Kobe was who would no, wasn't nobody about to be over Kobe. Right, that's what I'm saying. So when you are when you are that echelon, that top tier of a player, there's a lot more on your shoulders, image wise, especially image wise, to hold. Regardless on what you got in your background, you have to hold that to be um, somewhat of a coof outside of NBA. You have to you have to hold this persona of saying, okay, I am, whether I like it or not, I'm a role model. Yeah. Whether I like it or not, I I put butts in seats. So comparing these two individuals to Ja, it 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 doesn't it doesn't even out. Now again, I'm not saying talent wise or nothing of that nature. I'm just saying Ja was in the running with the top five of the young players. Mm-hmm. Top five of the young players of who is net who's up next after LeBron gets out. Mm-hmm. So. He messed that up, and that's what we're trying to get at. You're you messed up an opportunity to make even way more money than what you are, and and money might not might not even be you might not even care about it, but just to have that legacy. Now you got this stain on your legacy as a ball player. I think a lot of times we don't talk to the young players or just kids in general. Your legacy is important, so what you do, what you do throughout your time. As an adult, because they don't really care about the the stuff as a teenager. We all we all have the senses. Kids are stupid. <laughs> Kids are stupid. They do stupid things when you when you're seventeen or up to twenty. You're you're doing stupid things. They give they kind of give you a pass. Even now, mm-hmm. up to twenty three, they like what well, we all did stupid things. But it, it, the heavy is the crown that holds the head. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. You talk about you good in the West. You putting out these statements and act, that you good in the West. You 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 feel like you confident, fam. You gotta you gotta be more cognizant on what you're doing outside. Hopefully, again, because I want to see him play. I was mm-hmm. looking at a highlight clip. I was like, this dude is ridiculous. Yeah, he has all the pieces to be the face. You got the talent. You got the game. You got the swag. You got the charisma. 
you have the thrill, the excitement, like everything that a person would want to see and watch. Everything. He's ridiculous. He is like, yeah. He's the once in a lifetime talent, and it's just like, fam, come on, what are you doing? But hey, you know things happen in life, and sometimes you, you gonna veer off. This can be his testimony, it, it, and it, this can help somebody else. Hopefully, because it does. maybe maybe it wasn't meant for him to go down that. I don't want to say easy, but it was like it was set up. You know, he got the shoe deal. He would Powerade, and you might be the face of the league. So it's like, man, it's just this easy access. And it's like, we're going to veer off to the right a little bit or veer off to the left. Maybe it wasn't meant, but that's what I mean as far as the whole testimony. If you learn from it, you're going to be a better person Maybe behind it and be able to bring – that actual real experience that you went through to help someone else. Maybe it was because it was so much to like give it to Given, him at one, yeah. one time, and he was like, "I'm not used to this. I don't want to." That's what, and that's what people what have been it? saying. Imposter syndrome or something. Yeah, that's what called? people have been saying. Like, you don't know how to handle all that. Yeah, that they call it when like you feel like, and I don't want to know. I don't want to say this on job, but like sometimes you might be put in a position where you be like, man. I feel like I shouldn't even be here. They call it imposter mm-hmm. syndrome, and you be like, I just feel out of. I feel like I have all this stuff, but I feel like this is not real, yeah. and I shouldn't be in this position. Mm-hmm. And and that may be one of the reasons why he's acting out because of he may have an imposter syndrome, and he's like, man, I'm doing all this stuff. I would have never thought I would have been here in a thousand years, mm-hmm. but here I am. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe I should live up to what they think I should be looking like or acting like. Who knows? I don't know why, but I feel like <coughs> it's okay, guys. She, she's gonna be <laughs> I okay. Speak. It's I okay. would try to hold it in. It's all good. You saw? Did you see it come? I was like, I feel like yeah. I was about to say, I feel like I gotta sneeze. I couldn't. <laughs> no, I should have panned the camera to no. you. I should have panned the camera. Man, it's my allergies, y'all. Oh my goodness. I did not think I would be affected this much. This is worse than Indiana. Like I've been sneezing and blowing my nose all week. I forgot. You you it takes like maybe two or three years to get used to the problem. Yeah, it does take two. But the thing is, it's bad enough back home. Nah, but like when you move somewhere, because I remember I moved to California or when I was stationed in California. Oh my God. I was they was about to drug test me. My eyes was red every day. (laughs) Every day, they were like, they were like, you okay? Why your eyes red? I'm like, it's the allergies, man. Y'all got some different type of trees out here. Mm. I don't know. Y'all bees is not being like they supposed to. <laughs> the bees ain't being. And the bees ain't being. They they piling different. Y'all piling contaminated because my eyes is messed up. Mm. But yeah, you get you you get down here. You just gotta local honey. You gotta eat the local honey. That's what they say. It helps. You can eat the local honey. That way your body gets acclimated to the pollen. And I was looking at honey today, too, in the store. I know we got some, but I was going to get some more. And I said, I don't feel like paying that. I'll go somewhere else. I mean, we still got plenty of honey, though. <laughs> just just take a teaspoon. I know, but you know I'll be liking to stock up on stuff. I know. Child. I'm going to hit you with the child. <laughs> we, we, got, we, we ain't going to never run out of uh, trash bags. I can tell you that. And who fault was that though? I hate you it. had me thinking it was literally it really one is. little roll left. Man, 
we yeah, put the other roll back we where got, it go. We, we got trash back for days, y'all. We go, we go into another pandemic. We gonna be good on that. <laughs> Just wipe our butts. Water, we bags. got good enough water. Yeah, we got a lot of water. We would think we was dehydrated the way we got water. Hey, man. you can never have enough water. That's true. I'm about to go drink some water right after this. Me too. Yeah. Amongst other things. Anyway, Joff, <laughs> I want you to uh, get back back on the right path. Go listen to some Kirk yeah, Franklin we, and go <laughs> and just be you. We rooting for you. You just saying him just made me think about what he was over oh, there the talking name, about. Man. Oh, my goodness. Like, why you calling out my cousins? Geraldine. <laughs> we need to go back to old yes, names. Geraldine. Geraldine. Johnny else, May. Who else did he say? Johnny May. Right. It's like they knew everybody got that in their family. It was another name that I was like, that's all my family. <laughs> well, y'all come from the deep south and y'all just migrated. I am, yeah. I'm Nigerian, so we don't have those names. Oh, my goodness. Anywho, <laughs> y'all got other names. Hey, I can trace my. my don't, uh, don't look. <laughs> I get it, but uh, I've seen them names of your family. Hey. And that's because of something else, but who? We talking which family? Which side? Oh, you talking about my mom's side? Yes. Man, that's you know why that Oof, was. I know that's why I said it was because of something else, but whoo. Yeah, that that yeah, black people are special sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I I can we say love, that. We love. I can say that, but I love my love I love my people. I love my family nonetheless. And I do too. And if y'all watching, y'all need to support more. No, I'm joking. Why are we talking <laughs> to them like that, guys? Disregard him. <laughs> I love y'all, man. Yes, I'm joking. we appreciate I, the support. I lay it on for thickness, you know. I try to lay yeah, it on for thickness. The support the all the viewers, all the listeners, those that comment. And, and oh yeah, let us know your thoughts about Ja and this whole situation. What y'all think? Yeah, drop a line on there. Yeah, what y'all think? Should Ja need more time off, or you know, you think he's He's uh he's uh served his time and he can come back, you know. I did see a funny video about uh they was making fun of Ja. Not like him in the video, but it was like that's what happened when Ja come back. Like he fresh out of jail. It was funny. It's fun it's a oh, funny video. Lord. I have a dark sense of humor you and a do. funny sense of humor I'll too. Be like, Mm-mm. <laughs> you gotta get with the times. Um, Not with them times. It was something I was supposed to say. Oh, shout out to us. We just got affiliated on Twitter. I mean, on Twitch. So, you know, we're going to be setting it up soon. You know, follow us on Twitch, too. You know. What? I just had to throw that out there. I'm just, I was just seeing if you was going to say anything else. That's all. Yeah, no, that's all I got for y'all. Um, you know, and that's that's it for the job rant. We're going to go ahead and wrap this puppy up. Um, Lena, you ain't got nothing good for the group? No, I already said what I said. Okay, guys, we're going to get up out of here. It's late night. Yes. I'm hungry. Get some chicken wings. What happened to seafood? What seafood spot you going to open at? Yeah, I wonder why. We can get some seafood tomorrow? Mm Mm-hmm. Holding you to it. He said it on film, y'all. Yeah, King Crab. I don't know about the King Crab. No, you going back on your word. I said we get seafood. No. Before we started this, what I, uh, I said, uh, yeah, I said, yeah, that's why you over there smiling. Yes, but you don't want no. Yeah, how crab. you gonna? You why are you putting crab? that false narrative out there? I told you if I eat crab legs, then the only ones that I'm eating is the okay. king crab because the other yeah, ones ain't Lord. worth eating. This little slitherings of meat. What? You, get, you get a whole 
chunk of meat. You go in the Babe, club and you break the other They one? be skinnier than my little piece. Oh, my God. Them I, king crab, boy, they be uh, size of my two fingers. Okay. We're, we're, we're going to be getting some seafood tomorrow, obviously, guys. But let's get mm-hmm. out of here. Y'all don't care about what we eat. Right. Let me go ahead and get up out of here. We going to deprive of me. No one's gonna love you. You right. Like I do. Nah. Nah. Mm, like you do. Nah. <laughs> I can't with you. <laughs> All right, guys. No one's gonna love you like I do now. Mm-hmm. You right. Cause boy. <laughs> hey. Come on, man, because my nose about to start running. Oh, snotty nose. <laughs> anyway, guys, all right, we out of here. Y'all know my saying, the couple that plays together stays, stays together, together forever and ever and mm, ever. Mm, mm. And we out. Bye. Bye.